Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazeroski outside currently looking at some clouds. We are expecting the sun to return later on today. 62 right now in Buffalo. The Bills are back. The season kicks off tonight in L.A. against the Rams at 820. The Bills not only favored to win the game, but betting odds favorites to win the Super Bowl. New Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey ready to start calling the plays. But at this point in the season, every game is every game's important. Every game matters. You know, it's the it's the regular season of the NFL. We don't have you know an infinite amount of games. You know, you only got 17 of these things. So, I've been in it as a uh, long enough to know that uh, uh, you don't want one to slip away because you're trying to hide something or you want you don't want to show something. On the other side of the ball, no Trey White for at least the first four games of the year. Defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier said having Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer both on the field should give some reassurance to the rookies who will be relied on at the start of the season. Yeah, it's definitely a positive to have you know two all-pro safeties uh, on the back end when you're going to be playing a rookie corner in a, in a, in a ball game like this. Uh, to have guys who've done it before and done it at a high level very successfully uh, kind of calms the waters a little bit, and they can in some ways uh, give that young corner some protection uh, to where you feel like I'm not out here alone because of the two guys that are uh, really roaming the, the back end. So I think having those two really helps to buffer some of the angst that you might would have, uh, and we're fortunate to have. Well, for Bill's fans, expectations couldn't be higher. The wait is finally over for Bills fans as the 2022 NFL season gets started on Thursday night with the Bills taking on the defending Super Bowl champion Rams in Los Angeles. Kickoff for Thursday's season opening game is set for 8:20 and can be heard over on our sister station WGR Sports Radio 550. As the Bills get set to kickstart their season, the expectations surrounding this team are as high as can be with a number of people picking Buffalo to represent the AFC this season in Super Bowl 57 this February in Glendale, Arizona. Expectations are sky high so which is you know the only uh, only an opportunity for disappointment but you know I think they got the team to go all the way. That's Bills fan Eric Watson from Williamsville. While the Bills are packed by several people as one of if not the best team in the NFL this upcoming season, our fans calling the 2022 season a Super Bowl or bust type of year for the Bills. For fans like Mike Marino of South Buffalo, it absolutely is a Super Bowl or bust type of year for this Bills squad. I mean I think this is the year, you know, last year I thought it could have been the year, but this year I think that our chances are even better. The team looks good. Coaching staff has been with us for a long time, so my expectations are really high, I should say. Meanwhile, other fans like Dave from Lindenville feel the window for this Bills team is 
is wide open and will remain open for years to come. Well, they're really bad, but I don't think they bust. I mean, they got a great team, got a good future ahead of them, but there's a lot of other good teams out there. I mean, it's one thing to be a favorite, but still, a favorite's what, a 20% chance of, of winning it all. So it's going to be tough, and that's what makes last year so hard because they were so close. Even as good as they are, it's, it's still going to take some work to get it done, but looking forward to especially being a fan for so long, all my life, and looking forward to get a Super Bowl. More of Bills fans' expectations for the 2022 season is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, getting ready for Bills and Rams later on tonight, 820, scheduled kickoff. If you're out west, you're feeling the heat. Heat wave breaking records, setting off alarms. Rhiannon Alley breaking down some of the record-breaking weather extremes. The heat wave comes amid a year of weather extremes in the state. Take Sacramento, for example. It just experienced its hottest temperature ever, 116 degrees. It had its wettest day ever last October. And also, within the last 12 months, its longest dry spell. Elsewhere, Salt Lake City tied its all-time record yesterday, hitting 107 degrees. Boise, Idaho set a new all-time high for the month at 104. And in Arizona, heat-related deaths are up 37% in the Phoenix area compared to last year. Yeah, that's uh, pretty hot. <laughs> it should it go out west. Um, it is incredible, the temperatures, but I think even more incredible is all the pictures I've seen from Bills fans out in L.A. Uh, no one seems to be minding it too much. Not I don't know all. if everyone's in air conditioning or what, but uh, everyone's having a good time. Uh, hopefully that lasts all the way until game time later on tonight. Mix in a few waters. Uh, you're going to need it with the heat. <laughs> uh, I was wondering how hot it'll be in that stadium in SoFi. The outside temperature, the game start, supposed to be in the low 90s. And I've heard that SoFi has natural air conditioning because of its design. Yeah, I don't get how that I'm works. Not, I'm not sure And either. it's one of these stadiums that is enclosed, but like kind of. I, right, kind it's, of open. It's too. like a little open too, so I, I'm not sure. We'll have to uh, see game time. I'm sure they'll have the big thermometer inside and outside on the TV broadcast oh, later yeah. on tonight um, to see exactly how that natural AC is working out for the Bills and Rams. 8:20, kicking off the season. Excited here on WBEN. Masks are no longer required on buses and mass transit in New York State. We have more on that from WBEN's Tom Puckett. The announcement came from Governor Hochul yesterday. Masks will be optional. You'll be starting to see these signs. This is our subway sign. So places like shelters, correctional facilities, detention centers, and yes, mass transit. If you're among those concerned about COVID or even the flu, UB's Dr. Tom Russo says keep wearing the mask. One-way masking, if you're the only one wearing the mask, is still shown to be protective against getting infected with COVID or other respiratory virus such as influenza. Helen Tedderis at the NFTA says she's heard from both sides of the issue. I do know that we've had quite a bit of um, complaints about um, having to wear the mask, to be, you know, to be honest with you. And then you do have people who do want the mask to remain. Tedderis says as the signs come down, there will be a time to adjust the updated policy. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thanks, Tom. Masks will continue to be required in adult care facility and health care facilities that are regulated by the state. 
The second suspect wanted in that stabbing rampage in Canada has died. Our province is breathing a collective sigh of relief. Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore updating the public after a manhunt had the community in Saskatchewan on edge for days. Miles Sanderson was taken into custody Wednesday, but Blackmore says he went into medical distress shortly after and died. His motivation may at this time and forever only be known to Miles. Miles and his brother Damien had been on the run since Sunday, accused of a stabbing spree that killed 10 people and left 19 others injured. Damien was found dead in a field near the stabbing sites Monday. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Well, last month, the National Education Association warned the teaching profession was in a crisis with 300,000 school staff vacancies. That does not take into account the teacher's who will be retiring or quitting. Matt McGarry explains why so many have decided it's time to go. We have thousands of teachers who are leaving the profession early. They're not waiting for their full retirement. They're just quitting. They say it's too much work. It's too much stress. And now their jobs are becoming politicized. What they teach and how they teach it is being scrutinized. A lot of teachers are saying, forget it. I'm out. Burnout tops the list of issues being reported by educators across the country. The other issues are lingering stress from the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, this is really crucial that there's even more work being dumped on the teachers who remain as more and more teachers quit the profession. All right. Burnout the number one reason that they're leaving. And do we talk to a lot of school administrators here and they say, luckily, teacher shortage not impacting the day-to-day. However, substitute teachers is a concern for getting those, uh, you know, when there's anyone out uh, to be replaced, something like that could be a little bit tricky this year. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. We're looking at a little drizzle and fog around the area this morning. Mostly sunny skies this afternoon with temperatures in the mid-70s. Tonight, clear to partly cloudy. A little valley fog developing. Overnight lows near 60 on Friday. Mostly sunny, low 80s. Mostly sunny on Saturday with temperatures in the low 80s as well. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. We welcome on Denton Sincagrana, Chief Oil uh, price analyst for the Oil Price Information Service. And we're talking about the price of oil. Denton's, I think it's very confusing for a lot of people to see the news <laughs> recently where in the past couple of days, we're hearing more and more about the price of oil being down, uh, down to uh, levels not really seen since the beginning of the year, um, you know, down to kind of a, 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 I don't want to say more reasonable level, but, uh, you know, something that isn't uh, anywhere near as high as what we saw at its peak. Yet at the same time, we have many economists saying that oil prices set to increase uh, in some places because of uh, the entire global picture. And then we have what to make of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I Let's begin with oil prices going down. Is this a trend that you expect to continue? Hey, Brian, good morning. And, uh, yeah, you, you kind of uh, condensed it all into a nutshell right there. There's a lot of different moving pieces right now. For the time being, we're yes, we're certainly pointing lower. Uh, right now, prices in their low 80s. And as you mentioned before, that's probably a more reasonable level. That's probably a level where, where producers can still make money and continue to, to release free cash flow to, invest, to their investors. Uh, but, again, you know, inventories haven't really shot back up. Uh, we're still well below where we might normally be. What's really putting pressure on the market these days is some real kind of economic concerns. And this is from a global standpoint. We see what's happening with, in Europe with energy prices and natural gas uh, 
But, you know, the fact that a lot of people are starting to a lot of economists are starting to predict a recession in uh, mainly, mainly in Europe, but that may also extend to North America. And that'll ultimately reduce demand. And that's what's been putting pressure more so on prices, more so than the supply side for the time being. So could the energy crisis in Europe this winter affect our prices here? It can. Um, I still say, would say that our natural gas prices are a fraction of what they are in, in Europe. And Europe prices have come down. The UK government uh, this morning announced uh, some, some caps on, on energy prices this winter. Uh, but again, the United States is, and North America is very different from Europe in that we're, you know, call it what you will, but call it blessed with cheap, abundant natural gas. Now, you, sometimes you have government standing in the way of moving that natural gas around. But, you know, in western Pennsylvania and, and you know, kind of south, southwest New York, you have uh, one of the largest natural gas shale fields in the country, uh, the Marcellus Shale Formation, which produces quite a bit of natural gas. But, um, yeah, I, I think our natural gas prices will remain at a fraction of, of what they are. That doesn't mean we won't see higher, you know, costs this winter. Uh, especially for those folks that still use heating oil, which is still pretty popular here in the Northeast. Uh, but for the most part, I don't think we're going to see the same sort of sticker shock that they do, uh, that they will in Europe or, or are seeing right now in Europe. That's the good news for us here. Um, what do you make of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Uh, I saw something the other day that it's hit its lowest level in almost 40 years. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. been releasing barrels of that. I'm not sure what kind of impact that's had at the price of the pump, but having less oil in that strategic reserve, does that do anything in your mind to the overall price? You know, I think what happened with the strategic petroleum reserve release is that, you know, a lot of folks when it was happening saying this is not going to drop prices. And I agree with that. What it did do, though, was keep prices from going up to $140 and $150 a barrel, and, and perhaps even more. I, but at some point, you're going to have to refill some of that, that sort of rainy day fund, if you will. We're still in the middle of hurricane season, and we've been fortunate so far, so knock on wood. But if you have something barrel through the Gulf of Mexico that takes out several production facilities and refineries, you know, it's a whole new ball game. But for the time being, uh, the, the, low, the, the low levels of the strategic petroleum reserve are a concern, but they're not a major concern. I think as prices will drop, the government will start to refill that uh, and be able to, you know, get the get, get barrels back, replaced at a, at a reasonable cost. Labor Day, you know, is now behind us. And Labor Day marks the end of the summer driving season, right? So, is it likely that we'll continue to see the prices drop, you know, barring a, a hurricane or something like that? Yeah, no, and absolutely that that is the case. And, you know, let's let's put to bed the the kind of misnomer that prices are dropping ahead of the election because of, you know, government works, you know, and, and, and the government voodoo. Uh, that's certainly not the case. The formulation of gasoline changes, and now you could put in cheaper components. So the refiners are able to kind of boost the volumes of higher RVP gasoline in the wintertime and, and, the, and the fall as the summer driving season ends. So I think there's going to be more volumes available, and that should continue to put pressure on, on retail gasoline prices, which have dropped every day since peaking on June 12th. Which is a good thing. Uh, the big question is how far low uh, do we go? You know, around here, we're still over $4 a gallon on average. 
And while that is so much lower than, you know, almost a dollar more we were paying just a few short months ago, it is still almost a dollar more than where we were last year. It becomes this question of, uh, you know, we were kind of tricked into thinking that we're not paying as much for gas when uh, really we are paying quite a bit more than we were a year ago, certainly a couple years ago. Do we return to the previous price that we were paying or is there a point that you think we reach where you say okay this is now the new quote-unquote low price for fuel yeah i think we're, we're in the downtrend for retail gasoline prices uh right now the national average is about 370 i believe uh obviously buffalo is still over four dollars and, and new york state as a whole is just underneath it but I do think the trend is lower for the reasons I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, we're also seeing we're going to see lower demand. It just naturally happens in the last you know hundred days of the year or so. Uh, but you know the trend is lower. And, and Brian, you're absolutely right. We're still you know nearly a dollar above where we were at this time last year. Uh, but again, we're a dollar you know ten uh, or so below where we were just a, a few short months ago. Um, but again, the downtrend it, it should continue. Probably, you know, and again, it's getting harder and harder to predict with so many moving pieces. Uh, but I, I still see this trend lasting at least through the month of September. Uh, you know, prices are, are under some pressure. Oil prices, as we mentioned before, are at some of the lowest levels since, since January. So that trend should remain in place and, and probably remain in place for the rest of the year. Again, Susan, like you mentioned, barring a hurricane. All right. And we'll be watching for that. Denton, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Denton Sincrograna, Chief Oil Analyst for Opus, the Oil Price Information Service. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.